comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and Abe is not here, but Out Now is a film podcast with Abe and I discussing new movies weekly. However, every now and then, we like to have these special bonus episodes, whether it's one of our fun commentaries or something completely, completely different. This is one of our fun bonus commentary episodes. You listeners love them, and we like to provide them, so here we are. We're going to provide this month's commentary track for, here it is, Too Fast, Too Furious. Not sure why I had to like preemptively say as if you didn't know already, because you likely clicked on an audio file titled Commentary for Too Fast, Too Furious, but there you go. Because Furious 7 is arriving very fast in theaters very soon, we decided why not pick one of the, the top-tier entries in the franchise, some would say. I wouldn't, um, <laughs> but uh, many wouldn't actually. But yeah, we're gonna do. T- we we previously recorded a Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift commentary. And we figured why not do one for Too Fast, Too Furious before we get to like the better ones if we eventually do commentaries for them. With all that said, joining me tonight to discuss Too Fast, Too Furious, we have from Naptown Nerd and Why So Blue. It's Brandon Peters. Hey, thank you for uh, asking me to drift back with you to Too Fast. Mm. And from Cinema Maxwell, we have Maxwell Headed. What's up? Maxwell, it's your it's your commentary debut here. It is. I, I'm a little uh, a little anxious to see how this goes. Well, I don't think you could have picked a, a better movie to join us in commentary oh. for. Aaron, my engines are revved. Good. That's what they that's what they need to be. And um, so, yeah, anybody at home that's listening to this and is like, what's going on exactly? Because for some reason they clicked on this and they're like, you know what? This seems like a good idea, but I don't know exactly what it is. Well, we're going to do a commentary for Too Fast and Furious. We all have the movie, as in Maxwell, Brandon, and myself, synced up at 15 seconds in currently on our respective Blu-rays, DVDs, and what have you. Um, that, means the, that, has, that means the universal logo is, like, paused right um, right, uh, right in front of the globe. Um, so for anybody that's watching this film with a, as we're talking about it, just sync yourselves up to there and uh, you know do what you need to. For everyone else that just likes listening to these commentaries without watching the movie, because I know there's many of you that like to do that, you guys are good to go. So, man, Brandon Maxwell, on the count on the count of three, I'm going to count down from three, and on the sound of go, we're all going to press play at the same time. We're going to talk about too fast, too furious. You guys ready? Yeah. Start your engines. Here we go. Three, two. One, go. So, should we play, like, a drinking game to, like, every form or use of the word bro? This is the broest of the the Fast and Furious movies, that's for sure. Like, this is the one that does it. I mean, they, they, between him and Tyrese, man... Uh, Paul Walker, I'm referring to as him. Yeah, but, Paul, uh, like Paul Walker. Do you think he's better in this movie or worse than the Fast and the Furious? Worse. Here's here's the thing with this movie. The first time I saw this movie, I did not like it at all. I I, I um, kind of despised it. Thought it was 
you know, really stupid. And yeah, I was glad to get through with it. And then I watched it a second time, and I saw something different. It's still it's still a pretty dumb movie, but I think it's a movie that kind of knows it is. And and I felt like there's if you watch like Paul Walker, you watch Tyrese, they've got this look in their eye that they just kind of know what's going on, and they're just enjoying it and and i think john singleton's in on it too i i i want to get back to that because that's all very true i believe as well but right now we're, we're talking over the introduction to one of the mainstays of the franchise at this point Ludacris, <laughs> who did a song too <laughs> too yeah he, too he's basically the jaw the jaw rule of the second one he, now was it if jaw rule didn't like he was too busy with steven seagal and if he did, wasn't there would he have been this ludicrous character was that the thought on that um, Something I don't like no, I don't. They wanted he, to bring him back. I know that. Yeah, I know that uh, he was. Yeah, he turned it down. Um, he he and Vin Diesel and Ja Rule were both too big for Too Fast, Too Furious. There's Michael Ely. Um, oh, yeah, oh yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Almost humans, Michael Ely. Yeah, I that's, yeah, uh, Vin Devin Diesel Aoki. got. Yes, yeah, Sin City's Devin Aoki. As far as we know, the movie was the same plot. They just. Like what they made Tyrese uh, his own thing. Omari Noalasco from Prison Break. Yeah, this this movie is ripe with actors that have been on television shows and various movies that you might have seen. <laughs> I'm kind of glad Ja Rule didn't come back because Ludacris is infinitely more charismatic. Very oh much yeah, so, yes. Oh yeah, and that that afro is really just tremendous. Mm-hmm. The um, so Brandon, you were talking about uh, John Singleton. And basically everyone kind of having a winking understanding of what this movie is. That's how I've always felt about Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah. Um, I th- and Let alone this franchise in general. I always think there's a kind of understanding that who cares about logic? We're here to have fun. Various directors and, you know, the stories involved in them have led to different results in that. But with this, mo- and with this movie, <clears throat> it yeah, there's no new ground really being broken. It's just it's still about, you know, kind of showing these cars and showing this kind of wild atmosphere that was established in the first film. What I like about this film that doesn't necessarily make it better than the first fat, the fast and the furious, which I still think is, I think is better than too fast and furious. I think too fast. It has the kind of energy that you might've wanted more of in the first film, because I think that's what happens when you yeah. get a, a 40 ish black director directing this world as opposed to a 50 ish Jewish white director <laughs> reading a newspaper article well, here's, and thinking there's here's the thing an idea. Too. While, while Too Fast, Too Furious may get like despised in a lot of like crowds, I mean, in a lot, you know, a lot of people will despise it not having seen it because it has a, a stupid title. Um, but, Which I still regard as so, someone must have got a promotion for this title because it's genius in my eyes. <laughs> but go on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it takes the first film and gives you like it, it, it actually for a second film which sometimes is struggle they know exactly everything that people liked about the first one mm-hmm. and then they just like put it on overdrive yeah because this is every like they nail everything people liked about the first one it, like they got they got the cars and they got you know the girls the music like this one this this movie's like for some reason, also feels most of the franchise like it's trying to sell a soundtrack too. Because like, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a lot of music even within this intro. There's like like at least three or four songs. That's why it's it's the biggest bro heavy of the movies. Like it really, yeah. It, it, yeah, it, yeah. Go Maxwell. Well, I think it's interesting. Uh, you guys are talking about how this one sort of has its tum tongue in its cheek. 
Um, and that's, I think I give a lot of credit of that to Tyrese. Um, when Vin Diesel is in these movies, he, whatever else is going on around him, he takes it really seriously. Yeah. Yeah, which is um, which is part of my certainly more so issue. than Paul Walker and certainly more so than Tyrese. It's my issue so that without... I have with uh, Fast and Furious. I think I, I think that movie's too serious for what it's trying to do. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. You no, know, and with the first one, I don't think this is that. If, if you're going to rate it under the first one, I don't think it's that far off. And I think also with a go-to just to have fun, this one might be more of a go-to movie for me personally because. This one I think has better directed action sequences than the first one. Oh, I completely. Well. The car chases are like more intense. Like there's danger to them. There's stakes. I mean, the first one had you know stakes, but I mean, like someone gets like later on just like driven over by a semi. Well, that's it's neat you point stuff like that out. I think this is the until there's the other movies that are coming up. They they're more they're obviously they're just you know they're straight ahead action movies and less emphasis yeah. on the you know the kind of the colorful racingness of it. This is the most comic booky of the franchise, and I think it works to like what it's for what it's trying to do. I think you, you know you look at all look at the, all this establishing stuff right here where you have all these different characters that are about to race together. They all have very distinct styles. There's a lot of primary colors here. I mean it's just very drawn out and broad on purpose, and it bra. it is bruh, and it is yeah. If you're looking for, it, depending on what you're looking for, I mean, it is fun in what it's trying to do. Like it is. It, it's, I remember yeah. I, I went to see this movie opening weekend because I liked the first one, and I took my brother-in-law, who's much older than I am, and he had not seen the first one because he thought the series was like too young for him. Mm-hmm. So we go to see it, and the movie plays, and at the end, I just remember him seeing that was actually like a decent action movie. It reminded me of the stuff I used to watch in the late '80s and early '90s. And that's, I think, one of the reasons why this franchise has been so successful is amongst all the comic books and wizards and, you know, all that sort of stuff. It's it's silly, but it's more grounded in, like, action reality. It's just cars well, and, and guns. Yeah. And, and they're they're with you, too. You, you know it. This one, maybe, you know, maybe you have to look a little further for the tongue-in-cheek, but, like, with, you know, five, six, uh, five and six, it's it's there. Like, you just... That, you know, like the, the Rock is that. I mean, that's yeah. a, like he's that in five. Like he's this force that comes in. And is just like, guess what? We're having fun. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this one, this one has some unintentional humor too. Oh yeah, to it, this too. is like, by you know? this is by no means a great movie. Like none no. of us are saying that at all. <laughs> like, There's uh, something that Devin Aoki's about to say when she goes over a bridge that kills me and how bad it is. Mm-hmm. And it's it's the kind of thing where it's like trying to be a joke. And with a better person, with a better actress, maybe it would have delivered better. But the combination of a you know a bad actress and a kind of weak joke line, it just makes <laughs> it somewhat somehow more fun, more funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, and this the the opening here too, like, is a weak point for me. Not the chase, the car chase itself, but like, there's a way too much um, cockpit chatter. Yeah. When they go, and it looks like you know, it looks like. You know, people who watch the Fast and Furious trying to make their own Fast and Furious movie. It's just, it just, it's really hoking me. Whereas people just drove in the previous one. These people got, you know, they got corny one-liners. They don't look like they're, you know, really, they're not selling me on their driving or that they're a master at driving. They're just like, you know, sequel people in a movie. It's that... like we've, we've already gone to Batman Forever territory out of, out yeah. after, after a Batman <laughs> yes. This is our, the Batman Forever of the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> which is, uh, and we've done a commentary for that film, which uh, you can find on iTunes. But um, 
I I like that movie for what it's trying to do, just as I like this movie for what it's trying to do, where it it's amping up the kind of cartoony, campy qualities, but it's mm-hmm. still effective in a lot of what it, it it achieves what it's going for in most cases. There is some of this stuff which, yeah, it's it's ludicrous, which makes sense because ludicrous is in the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like how the cars, the colors of the cars is mirrored in the colors of, like, the flames coming out of the back of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, did you put, like, food coloring into your gasoline? They must have. They're doing something. <laughs> and this is kind of, I mean, watching this first race, it does kind of, it, it tries to set itself apart already by, like, you know, the, fir- the first film, among its action sequences, most of the, you know, the racing stuff is focused on, here's what it looks like to drive a quarter in a straight of a mile. Line. In terms, yeah. <laughs> It, yeah, exactly, a straight line, and how do we make that visually dynamic? They did that, you know, multiple times in the first film, so now we have this version where it's like a, a an all-out street race, as if we're watching, like, a a round of Cruising USA or something like yeah. that. <laughs> or San Francisco Rush or something. The camera work is pretty nice, jumping from car to car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, the, the yeah, the camera work and the... Because, is it Rob Cohen who did the first one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, he's... He's a pretty boring director. I mean, well, I've seen a lot of his work, and it's it's, it's just kind of yeah, stale compared to what it, other people. Instead are doing. of doing this movie, both him and Vin Diesel went to Big do Triple X yeah. instead. They went on to try to make the uh, cool James Bond. I haven't I haven't seen Triple X in its entirety in a while, so I'd be curious. I, I like the Ice Cube one better. Oh boy, State of the Union. Yeah, it's or so or bad. in other countries, it was called the next level. It's such a bad movie. Is that like Ice Cube and Scott Speedman? Scott right? Speedman, yeah. Yeah, I like. I don't want to. You know, and then they didn't they have the. <laughs> Feel the free little... to go on tangents on these podcasts. Don't I worry. I just say I remember. I remember one scene in State of the Union where he's trying to hide simply by like putting his hand up to his cheek. <laughs> like everyone can see you, Ice Cube. Well, he's, like, didn't they have that around a party scene? Didn't they have that like short film that like killed Vin Diesel too? Yeah, and it was like totally him. some other guy's back the whole time. It was with, like, like some yeah. stunt guy they killed. Yeah, some guy. And now apparently they're they're bring Vin Diesel wants to bring Xander Cage back. The, yeah, the Xander with Zone. Katy Perry. We need to go back to the Xander Zone, guys. Remember how Asia Argento has just appeared yeah. in nothing but great movies since Triple X, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was well. She had like Land of the Dead and Triple X, and then her American output was done. She had her time. Yeah. Oh, the bridge is going up. I like how Ludacris is really proud about this. It's like I'm going to ruin all their cars. Yes, I am. <laughs> the suspensions and shocks are going to be screwed, but it's going to be spectacular <laughs> for the. Going to ruin their cars and potentially kill someone. Those cars aren't designed for this kind of thing because they're low to the ground racers. <laughs> 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 but it's me, Ludacris, and I did it. And, of course, Paul Walker has to say bridge just in case you didn't yep. know that's what it was. Bridge! I like that the, the implication is Paul Walker in his, you know, since he's now a fugitive, he's only gotten better at racing. <laughs> like, you, yeah. like, you skipped over his whole intro where, he, like, Ludacris calls him up and he's, like, in oh, shadow yeah, he's like wearing just a guy. towel. <laughs> yeah, Paul Walker just, I mean, this, this movie is just, like, T-shirts and jeans. Which is not a look that he really gives up on in the other movies. That's pretty cool. Well, it's funny because it's like you know if they're might trying to make this stylish movie, that's what they dress the guy in. I mean, it's I mean it's probably close to what someone of his ilk would wear all the time. But you think, you know, being in Miami and stuff, they go for some more style. If that was me, I would make Ludacris like pay to fix my car. Here we go. Here we go. 
He's not having any of that driving. <laughs> Jeez. Awful. <laughs> and they've never brought her back for... Thankfully. They have an Aoki money. Yeah. Ran out. There is a, you're right. There is some good camera stuff in here. You know, you have that kind of Paul Walker kind of drifts into the finish line and the camera zooms up in on his face. There's just fun stuff. I mean, it's. I liked it when his car went over Michael Ely's car. That was fun. Singleton knows what he's doing. I mean, he's somebody who's kind of like, since this it, movie has kind of not been. Well, he like, I, 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 I like this? Four Brothers a lot. Yeah, Four, Four Brothers, Brothers is after this. I did an episode of Empire. You did? Okay. But, I mean, he was a name in the 90s. And up if, through isn't this he the, the youngest 90s. person ever nominated for Best Director at the Oscars? Yes. That is true, yes. Yes. I mean, he started high, and then, you know, for whatever reason, you sort of take what you can get. But he definitely had a good time with this. Ah, the lovely Ava Mendez. Was this his follow-up to Shaft? Or did he do something in between? Or he had Baby, Baby Boy, Boy, right? Baby Boy, start that Tyrese train going. Yep. I like Tyrese. I like Tyrese. I like yep, that Tyrese. if you turn the lights off, you just smile and you find him. <laughs> <laughs> That's him. He literally lights up a room. That's what I'm saying. That Tyrese. <laughs> Should we try and count how many times in this movie he says, I'm hungry? He's really, yeah. Hungry. He, Tyrese is the Brad Pitt of black actors, except you never actually see him eating. <laughs> well, here comes one of the worst on-screen relationships in maybe cinema history, because you're hot, I'm hot, and that's all we got. That's, yeah, that's pretty much it. But, I mean, that's, <laughs> you talk about what they're, you know, what they lift that's, that they, people like in the, in the first film. Yeah. They're not trying Attractive to redo people. a romance. Sure they're that, just... or they can, like, tell that they're both, like, have cop training. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's funny. This, there's nothing there at all in this movie other than, well, you look good and I look good. We should probably have some, some sort of romance going on. Uh, this, and this is where we establish the kind of the gas, the gadgets they have to, to stop these kind of cars. <laughs> Again, Ooh. Paul, see, Paul Walker's too good at driving. He couldn't, he couldn't just turn a corner. That would be, too, that was too hard for him. <laughs> oh, James Ramar, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that's right. Papa Dexter himself. Yeah, particularly because this movie takes place in Miami. He's so ingrained in my mind as Dexter's dad. I, I think he's playing Dexter's dad in I, this that's movie. What that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's a prequel, a prequel to Dexter. Dexter. By the way, I like this Paul Walker car, I think, the most of the cars that he drives in this film. Nissan so, Skyline's a nice car, and the, it, the paint job is nice. It is. It's a shame that he loses it so quickly, because I, like, I hate the cars that he and Tyrese get later. <laughs> With the muscle ones that they win? Not the, no, the ones that they no, race the them with. Nice. Oh, okay. The ones that they race against the muscle cars with. The okay. ones that, that look like children's playthings? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that the Miami PD is just really good at catching people like Brian O'Connor. Like, no one else was able to do this. Oh, and as far as cops that returned for the sequel, Ted Levine was out. But we got this guy yep. back. <laughs> he, he joined us. <laughs> That's right. Ted Levine was making that monk money at that point. He's like, I don't need this Movies anymore. with with Ted Levine and Paul Walker are good because Joyride's a very good collaboration between them. There you go. Candy cane. Okay, now we can finally like get to the real meat of this movie because we're introducing the legendary Cole Hauser as the villain. <laughs> Latino Cole Hauser. Well, Latino Cole You can tell because his hair is slightly darker. 
and there's a lot of grease in it. I, w- I wish there was like a when he was younger picture, and it's just his photo from like Days to Confused. <laughs> I love that they tried to make Cole Hauser some sort of a name, and it just never worked. No. Because I remember keeping that kid's name would be on like you know VHS boxes or like you know posters, and be like, "Who the heck? What what did he do that started this Cole Hauser phenomenon?" I feel like people saw the trailer for Too Fast Too Furious and were just hoping that Vin Diesel would show up at some point because then they could have that pitch black reunion that they're all waiting. for. Oh, that's right, yeah, pitch black, yeah. What else has he done? Cole Hauser, yeah, the house. Is he in Goodwill Hunting? Goodwill Hunting. Mm. Uh, there's a little film called Paparazzi that uh, oh, exists. Right. <laughs> um, oh boy, I remember <laughs> yeah, that one. I rented that on videotape I, from Blockbuster. Video. I, I believe yep. I believe he is in the last and you know most terrible of Diehards. Yep. If I'm not mistaken. For, I, like, I believe three he's in lines and a bullet in the head. I believe he is in Olympus Has Fallen. That's right. Not White House. Not to be confused with White House Down. He's in because he, he says the immortal line Olympus Has Fallen. Um, White House Down is better. It is better. Oh, um, way better. He's, Can we do he, that one? He, he's one of the many people that sleepwalk through Transcendence. I still uh, haven't gosh. sleepwalked myself through Transcendence. He is in the... Um, he's in this movie I reviewed for Wise the Blue called The Hit List, which is basically Cuba Gooding Jr. remaking Collateral, but on, you know, DTV. Cole Hauser plays the Jamie Foxx role, of course. I theorize that you can tell how authentic a movie that takes place in Miami is based on the amount of sweat the characters are showing at any given time. If their back is not covered in sweat, then they didn't nail Miami culture properly. Because it's hot down there and humid. It's humid. It's in Tears of the Sun. We're still going over the Cole Hauser filmography. <laughs> and Hearts War. So he and Bruce Willie. Uh, I, I kind of like Hearts War. Hearts War's alright. Wasn't Tears of the Sun supposedly like something Bruce wanted to be diehard, and they're like, no, Bruce. Yeah, it yes. was It was going to be a diehard. Now, here we go. All right. What's funny here is, like, Tyrese in this movie just sets up how much better he becomes in the last ones because he's so alpha here, and then it's a comedic thing in the, the modern, the five, when he returns for five, six, and, and seven. seven. Yeah. I like that they took this giant detour to, to um, back to California <laughs> to do this. By the way, <laughs> like this is a Miami yeah, movie. They're, they're trying to show you little. all aspects of car culture. We've seen very little of Miami in this Miami movie so far. Uh, Cole Hauser was in Higher Learning, by the way, John Singleton film. So there you go. There, John brought his whole crew. Yeah, it's a, it's a Singleton family affair. <laughs> no, too <laughs> fast, too furious. <laughs> What's the budget on this thing? On Too Fast, Too Furious? Boy. Um, spent more than the first one, right? It's more than the first one, yeah. Sure. Cole Hauser is the star of Jarhead 2 Field of Fire, by the way. Just wanted to point that one out. Um, let's see. Too Fast, Too Furious has a budget of $76 million. Oh, not bad. Tyrese has luscious lips. It does. And this movie was a big hit, too. It was. It, made a, it had like a $50 million opening weekend, I believe. Yeah. It was a big I hit. Remember. I remember... Uh, when I went opening weekend, the the parking lot was just filled with these types of cars, racing stripes and spoilers and all sorts of stuff. Nod stickers on the bumpers. It uh, it didn't gross as much um, uh, domestically as the first film did. It did one twenty seven total domestic and one forty four for fat for the first Fast and Furious. Um, also lower in in uh, worldwide. 
but it was still, you know, it was big enough. I mean, they made, we were at seven movies, so I mean, it was popular enough, that's for sure. Here comes the bros. I like, how, I like how this fight just goes, by the way. <laughs> this fight scene right here. They're... Oh, it's hilarious. And because they're like all dirty because of like the white sand. <laughs> I like that the cop is just like, all right, let's watch this happen. <laughs> happening. Yeah, this is funny when Paul Walker's on the ground and oh, what's he say to him? <laughs> you fight yes you still fight like shit they look like fifth graders like going at each other on every exact, yes yes what it i mean what this movie does really well though it establishes the chemistry really quickly i think paul walker and tyrese do work together really well like, oh definitely for a movie that you know it lost basically the biggest star that it had vin diesel it's this movie does a good job of kind of picking up the slack by giving us an all-new character which, as opposed to Triple X Two, where Sam Jackson says something along the lines of "the new Triple X has to be bigger and better than the first one," this movie, it just kind of throws this guy in here, who, and you already kind of get it. Ice Cube was bigger yeah. and badder than Vin Diesel. <laughs> I mean, if Triple X Two had been like The Rock, okay, but <laughs> Ice Cube, it had X Two also. NWA man, Vin Diesel was a break dancer. Ice Cube man, he was gangster rap. Surprised Singleton bring, didn't bring Ice Cube in for this movie. <laughs> Get the Singleton roll. Here. See, that's it's hard to tell if Paul. Like, I ask if Paul Walker's better in this movie or worse. Same. I, I get it's about the same, but it's like I mean, you you when you when you look at like what needs to be done in this movie, it just seems like it's so silly. Where the first movie. It feels like it's taking itself serious enough because that's, yeah. as Maxwell, you described, Vin Diesel kind of brings that naturally, regardless of if he has sleeves or not. He's always going to say things that have gravitas to them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, and, I, and, and like the, the main sort of tenant of the franchise is family. And this film and the third one, uh, like them or not, the, that aspect of family is kind of missing from them. No, I, not the third the, one. The third one is emphasizes the family. It's yeah, just, but not they, the same family that's in all the other movies. It's not the same family, but I would still say they... I think Justin Lin certainly tries to tap into that still. But I, hey, I, know, I, I, I understand I, what you're saying. It's one of my favorite ones. Um, but, like, the Toretto family is not really... Good. Yeah, for this movie, it, it's certainly, like, that's not here at all. Like This, this one's more of just, like, a buddy comedy. It really like is. A, like, that It really is what it becomes. Like, it, it's just kind of a buddy film of two guys that... It's like, a, it's like a Dukes of Hazard kind of thing. <laughs> it could, I mean, guys. with the amount of cars flying around. I mean, they're not, they're not hillbillies, but they're two dudes that just driving cars crazily. And I mean, they drive. They have a Dukes of Hazard moment where they drive the car on the boat later. Yep. 48 hours three, Miami style. Yes. How does a guy like Brian O'Connor become a cop? FBI agent. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. It's one of the many mysteries. Well, I, they don't really give us as much as um, as a as a Point Break does of Johnny Utah, where he's like, you know, his quarterback all state, and he broke his leg, or whatever. Like it, <laughs> this movie is just like, yeah, he's he's an FBI agent. Why not, right? <laughs> it's amazing though the similarities of Paul Walker's performance and Keanu's in Point Breaker. 
both notably uh, in, in entertainingly subpar when it, when it comes to the first uh, Fast and Furious and yeah, then Point but, Break. But no one's really quoting Paul Walker lines from the first Fast no. and Furious to emphasize it. Like it, it's like so I, I quote. I just really like the tuna fish a lot. <laughs> but even and even in those lines, I actually think he sells those a lot better than yeah. like Keanu Reeves. Is seems yeah. it seems like it. If it at his, so at his worst, I think Keanu Reeves has been worse than Paul Walker has. But Paul Walker, yeah. rest in peace, has not had the heights Keanu has had. Oh, I agree with that, yes. I mean, but by, by the time Paul Walker comes back for the fourth one, there's a really marked improvement on him, though. For sure, and I think it's because he's had time to grow. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I really like love really Paul Walker in Pleasantville, in... though. In Pleasantville? Yeah. It's like Pleasantville? a role like perfectly suited for an actor. He, pl- he plays a... He plays a basically a dolf pretty well like i mean right, right. <laughs> he was great in uh running scared though. running scared yeah that's a movie that requires him to you know do something and i think that comes at that that's before fast and furious and after too fast i mean he's at a point where he's you know can try something and he has i, I am a, a fan of uh eight below it was not terrible I like dogs. The, the dogs These cars are so ugly, though. They are. The dogs weren't talking. So, oh, the know. stare! The stare! Uh, look at those eyes, though. Those are like Bradley Cooper's eyes, but not as magical. These cars. <laughs> this movie is really like a big soundtrack. By the way. It's like a big music video yeah. for a lot of scenes. There's so much music in it. These movies sell a lot of albums. Especially by the third one when they started going the reggaeton route. Third one has a third one has a great sound. I really like the soundtrack on the third yeah. movie. That's that Justin Lin influence that, that when it gets younger, basically it gets hipper. The uh so here we go. Here's can we talk about so so Cole Hauser's plan right now is that he needs he needs drivers to help him smuggle things. And so he's going to have a a race to smuggle things. <laughs> He's enlisted the top drivers around to see who can smuggle something the fastest. That's Cole Hauser. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I like to see. That's, that's the plan I like to see. <laughs> I'm sorry. Some of, some of Tyrese's delivery is pretty spot on. I do like Ty- that Tyrese is holding up the Vin Diesel bargain of no sleeves. I, I, do, I do like that Tyrese brings something completely different than Vin Diesel. Oh yeah, it's not just like they, a, they could have easily like had you know some sub guy, but or just Tyrese, directed him to be the same way. Yeah, if only the, yeah the only thing they have in common is like yeah the no sleeves and, the and they're bald. Head. Yeah, no, it's not like having bringing John Singleton aboard. It it helps that he was able to basically bring his influences aboard. Like he he brought he's bringing Tyrese aboard, who he obviously has a friendship with, who he likes seeing and things, and wants to bring that energy to a film like this. He's you know making it his own way. It's you know there's there's not that much flashiness to it beyond the, when it's not in action, but for what it's doing, like John Singleton's a competent enough director where it works. <laughs> Ava Mendes wears like a wad of white in this movie, by the way, if I'm not mistaken. Like, was this, this yeah. 2002, this one? 2003. Three, so the same year as Bad Boys 2. Yeah, this is the this was a this was like Bad Boys 2, Hollywood Homicide, and like Hulk, 
Matrix really it was a big summer for like just yeah, but the, this one and, and Bad Boys have a too. lot of, of similarities. Oh, for sure, and they're both Miami movies. Right. And I'm pretty sure, yes, while this movie was filming on one side of Cape Florida State Park on Key Biscayne, Bad Boys 2 Biscayne, was, Biscayne, 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 okay. Bad Boys 2 was filming on the other side of the park. I wonder if some of the, like, the Latino extras just ended up being in both movies or like stumbled <laughs> on the wrong set. Like, there, there's the cameras. Does uh, does uh, Better Luck Tomorrow take place before or after this? Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah, I'd like to think it's during. During. Yeah, well, no, 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 no. Hold on, because um, yeah, I guess it would be during. I'm trying to think of the the timelines now, but yeah, I guess it'd be during because Sung Kang would be young enough in in the the cinematic universe that is Fast and Furious to be like still around high school age. Yeah. Before getting into the things that happen in Fast and Furious and. Fast Five and Fast Six, <laughs> and then Tokyo Drift. Then Tokyo yes. Drift. <laughs> Guy ages well, man. I really like him. Oh yeah, he's great. He also is in a Die Hard movie. Yeah, he's in a better one than Cole Hauser. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just watching this this engaging action scene now. Okay, so <laughs> they're all racing on the freeway to to try to smuggle something the fastest, as we know. I feel like you know it's funny. I was making it say those clothes, but like everybody in this movie looks like they, except for Cole Hauser and Eva Mendez, looks like they could have just worn their own clothes to set. Yeah, that's, that's basically <laughs> what it seems to like. Be. The cops just you know just just put this uh, lanyard around your neck and uh, you're a cop now. <laughs> They spend a lot of time not looking at the road. <laughs> it's a stare. Uh oh. So, I, so this is where someone just gets straight up killed, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's what happens. I mean, right I mean, here. they have to. This guy right here. Here we go. There's a guy in a red car. He's being tossed between two trucks because apparently he never drove before in his life, even though he's been qualified for this excellent race scene. Oh, yeah, that's death. That yeah, he's not, he's not alive anymore. Right? That's the, that's the that's that's what just happened there. That's so violent. Uh, yeah, there's nothing like this in the like, first one. No, not at all. This is, I mean, what I and they add traffic to it. The first one didn't have any traffic. It was just empty roads at night. Or there's a lot more. <laughs> there's a lot of collateral damage in this movie, which the other movies also have, but they also acknowledge. Like there's something about their. They're very aware oh. that they shouldn't be causing this kind of damage. And the collateral damage in the fifth movie is obscene. It's seen, but oh, at yeah. least they have throwaway lines, yeah. lines like, you know, all the cops are corrupt and things like that. Like, they try to, they give the semblance that they at least recognize how much damage they're doing. They've already the people said in this town sacrifice babies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is... <laughs> Does have to be some excellent driving to be driving backwards high speeds on a freeway off as a traffic around. <clears throat> to keep the feel of the movie interesting, director John Singleton often encouraged the actors to improvise during filming. Many of the humorous moments on screen are ad-libbed. And when the actors didn't know what to say, they just threw in bro. 
or flipped one another off. What does Bumba Clot mean? That's a trailer shot right there, I believe. You know, Bumba Clot. Of course. Oh. Classic Bumba Clot. I don't know. You know, they they, um, they should uh, bring Cole Hauser back for another Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, because, I'm surprised they haven't already. Because he's got a vendetta against Roman. Oh, Furious 8, man. Oh. <laughs> All kinds of options. You'll see. <laughs> it, can go, it can go places. I mean, John Ortiz didn't die either. He's still in jail too. It could be like a they could make a Suicide oh, Squad be, of uh, yeah, Fast and Furious like a, movies. A rogue. Those gallery. damn Toretto's. <laughs> I'm trying to think. The only villain that I think actually, well, no, I can. Jo- Joaquin Delamita, he died in five, and they shot Rick Yoon in a uh, in one. I- I'm okay with Rick Yoon <laughs> never coming back. What are you talking about? Thespian Rick Yoon? Rick yes. Yoon's brother, Carl Yoon, is far better than Rick Yoon. Everybody is better than Rick Yoon. By the way, Tyrese just ripped off his shirt so he could help bust a car window. And Paul Walker said it was a blouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, do, they have some funny ad blips back and forth. I do, I do like their, their camaraderie that they have. What it's like this this plan is so loosely assembled by rules. It's like so go drive to this car lot, get this thing, you can you're free to like shoot each other or like cause <laughs> your cars to blow up or anything. Just be the one who has it. Yeah. It's 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 like Shaolin soccer where the only like goal of that movie was if you get the ball in the goal, you're good. Like anything else goes. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Has the Fast and Furious movies asked like Burt Reynolds to come out of whatever retirement he's in? To I think the Fast and Furious movies are too good for Burt Reynolds. <laughs> well, I mean, he was in Cannibal Run, Smoking the Bandit. I mean, he'd be like, you know. I, I feel like when a Fast and Furious movie is stocking up the cast of Kurt Russell, Jason Statham, and Jaimon <laughs> Hansu, they got better things on their mind. The Expendables could have Burt oh, Russell. Jaimon Hansu's in Furious 7? Yes, he is. I did not know that. And Tony Jaw. And that Ron, I knew. Ronda and Rousey. I knew Kurt Russell, which is fun. I forgot Jaimon was in it for a little while until I was like, oh, wait, Jaimon's in this. I, I, yeah, it's... I had no idea. It's news to me, bro. Does he scream? And yell? He actually plays a very similar character to How to Train Your Dragon 2. Okay. <laughs> Checking her out because it's Eva Mendez. Anyone would check her out. Look at those empanadas. Empanadas and grapes. See? Because he's hungry. <laughs> <laughs> tell me to show like just these <laughs> they it, hate it, each other so much that they love each other it's like Ziggle to just say uh, just be dicks to each other <laughs> just <Yeah>. do that <laughs> and yeah you're right like paul walker's just like dressed up like whatever american chopper yeah. t-shirt <laughs> <and> shorts <laughs> paul you ready to come to set yeah let me show my shirt on what is she looking at the pool oh. Oh, Don, Don Juan Hauser over here. <laughs> no matter how hard they try to make his hair jet black, it's just still red under there. It is. Like, it's... like, like it, you can see the dye. You can... 
Maybe he's planning to emigrate. Yeah. He just wanted cigars. I mean, maybe, you know. Rap artist Redman was seriously considered for the character of Tej, but due to scheduling conflicts, the part was given to Ludacris. Wow, Redman, huh? It could have been a different franchise. It would have been way different. I mean, not even Method, Redman. Oh. Method, I could see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see Method Method's doing. Put in some solid work in he's movies. Doing, he's done some things. And the Wire, or the RZA. The RZA. Man, what if RZA was here and Ludacris was in like GI Joe? <laughs> so Ludacris would have um, directed uh, the Russell Crowe. Yeah, he would have directed the Man with the Iron Fist yeah. with Ludacris. North Beach, all the way to the Keys. I like that Cole Hauser is rocking like a, a black silk shirt in the Miami Heat. He's dedicated. How much like makeup do you think they put on him to try to get his skin look Latino? Bronze. Bronze. <laughs> I'd like to think that he did the same amount of makeup work as uh, Alan Cummings did in X2 also in that summer. <laughs> for a Nightcrawler. <laughs> Four hours a day in the chair. Exactly. <laughs> in the chair. Get you some spray tan. Cole, have you gone to the spray tan guy yet? I'd like to think that Cole Hauser is like method for these kind of roles, too. Oh, see, he's eating. He's eating. There he is. He's eating. We hungry. 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 Need some grits. It's just I, I don't see Cole Hauser being the kind of guy that likes to laugh and giggle around offset when he's like not, I feel like he's like actually just angry at Tyrese, <laughs> just like really addicted. You, you ate my half a turkey sandwich at Craft Services earlier. <laughs> yeah, I'm hungry. He's got a bucket, and whenever people look over him, he just starts like shaking it around with this evil look in his eye, and he flicks a lighter. I was like. Wondered what 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 because Singleton's like he's doing this movie. It's like what, at what point you're like we should make John we should make Tyrese steal from him for some reason. <laughs> like what what is that? It's probably something Tyrese came up with. I, I would maybe imagine, the maybe the I imagine ad- Tyrese. This is early in Tyrese's career. He was, was like acclaimed like, for Baby was, Boy. I feel like he'd probably be pretty active on. Was she just like the, holding a churro? I think it was, <laughs> was a fan or something. I thought it was a churro. Or a, <laughs> Or the same envelope that they was he held the cigar in or something. A churro. I, I want what Maxwell said to be true, so I'm going to go with churro. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Tyrese wanted to add stuff, but at the same time, I think the lighter thing might have been in there, and he just kind of scripted how to say it because yeah. of how ridiculous it is. But even the way that's tossed off, it that, that feels like an ad. It was like, I figured you just had like 12 or 13 of these. And Cole House responds like, yeah, whatever. Like, there's no like line of dialogue. It's just more of like, come up with something on the spot. I'm going to keep reading IMDb trivia every time we have a lull here. Here's another one that I like. I, the Fast and Furious films tend to have really fun IMDb trivia, as Brandon is well aware, based off Tokyo Drift. <laughs> um, but this one, this one, this one's good for me. The electrical device used by the police throughout the film to disable cars is non-existent in reality. It was just made up by the creators to add more excitement. Oh. Fact. <laughs> it's just like our our the the Terminator proved to have some good ones too mm-hmm. that we recently did, which you can find on iTunes. I like that Ludacris like has a, a variety of events that he's like the 
the host of apparently. <laughs> it's like he does car stuff. He monitors the jet ski races apparently. <laughs> he's like a like he has a whole like fun empire. Yeah, he's the um, what's the he's the ringleader of of Miami. You in Miami, you want to have some fun? Just got a fun Taj. Mm-hmm. I like to think he has like great business cards of just him doing like two thumbs up. Look at all them tushies. I'm glad he took his fro down. And there, right there, a friendship Rock is born. Busted. There we go. Friendship is born between Taj and Tyrese. <laughs> hey, Aaron. Yes? Now, this one's a spoiler in the uh, IMDb trivia. Okay. The only movie in the Fast and Furious franchise where Vin Diesel does not appear. Oh, boy. Okay. That ruins the rest of this commentary, I think, but we'll get there. The leash that these guys are on is really long, by the way. They can just, like, go do whatever they want while being both undercover and, like, on call <laughs> for Cole Hauser's nefarious smuggling operation. But didn't they have, they have, like, in. bugs on them? Yeah, they're, like, don't they have, they, like, like... They, like, like, just scrambled them already and stuff. Before production of the film began, Devin Aoki did not have any driver's license or any driving experience. <laughs> that shows. Oh, there's there's reasoning for Ja Rule not coming back. Why? It says, Ja Rule was in negotiations for the film, but turned it down to pursue other film projects. His reason for turning it down the role... Was was he wanted the role of Roman Pierce and not a secondary role? Oh, they wanted more. He wanted more rule. He uh, he Crispin Glovered the second movie. That explains that explains why his one scene is just him upside down. Mm-hmm. That's why he looks like Ludacris more than he does Ja Rule in this movie. There's just not a lot to talk. I mean, it's just like it's just information overload of all this stuff. There's another bro. This like place is just like an interesting setup here that feels like it could only be in a movie. Oh, well, it's very vibrant and colorful. It's my houseboat. There's a random women shop. all over the place. I, I wouldn't yeah. mind a Fast and the Furious spinoff all about jet ski racing. I'm surprised there haven't been. <laughs> okay, let's let's do all this right now. <laughs> Talking Ilian and Fidel. <laughs> it is like Ty- Tyrese just likes having fun. I like that the movie like acknowledges that very clearly. He <laughs> just lets him have fun. Makes me wonder what the Vin Diesel version of this movie would have been. <laughs> Both like on the yeah. run and like it's super serious. Well, at the end of would it, would they have changed it to Mexico? Because at the end of uh, the first movie, there's like a credits tag where he's just driving around in Mexico. 
narrated. I mean, if, as we've established, the credits tag in Fast and the Furious movies mean very little because the universe True. is so expansive. He could be anywhere at any time. True. Um, True. I, I, I do think they... I, I think they just swap out the characters and have a little less explaining to do of certain things and you just... Yeah. You know, they they both get caught and they both have to do this thing for Cole Hauser or whatever. I you can, see, you can see what it'd be. And you can see, I mean, the apprehension between the characters would be there just by nature of who they are. It'd be interesting. But then again, we'd never get Tyrese, and we'd never have, you know, the other movies. So if if um, if Point Break got a sequel, and, like, Patrick Swayze was like, no, I'm not coming back. I'm going to do, I don't know. Dirty Dancing 2? Some, some, yeah. Some '90s James Bond ripoff, Road Mansion. That's a Roadhouse sequel. There we go. Who would who would you pair Keanu with for like this? He'd be someone that still kind of gives that same aura of of Bodhiism. Um, I don't know who's like cool like Patrick Swayze was in that sort of position, but like I guess lesser than him. Who who would be the Tyrese to the whatever the Swayze was in the. If, if Vin Diesel and Swayze, if yeah, Swayze's the Vin Diesel, John Turturro, John Turturro, <laughs> Eric Roberts. Eric he's, Roberts. He's, he's a little yeah. older at that point. Like, yeah, John Turturro could fit. He could do it. I can see that happening. Coming off Barton Fink, Miller's Crossing. He wouldn't do it because you know he's John Turturro, but he could. But I was, not, I was about to bring up, I'm surprised there haven't been any, like, Fast and Furious spinoffs, given the nature of this franchise. Like, it seems like it's... Well, didn't they want to do one with The Rock? With Hobbs? Did they? Yeah, there was talk of doing a Hobbs movie somewhere between 6 and 7, but, like, that just, it didn't, it wouldn't have been fast enough. Cause they, I remember that. They, they had the first one, the seventh one they decided to try to do within a year. I, yeah, that they had so many ideas after five happened of like where to proceed from here and because they had the whole like let's film two movies at once thing and then they change things like there's just so many yeah. I, the, I think the the ensuing popularity of these movies that was somewhat unexpected was like wow we have too many options here we might as well just keep it simple enough and just make amazingly a this is the most successful franchise in the history of universal pictures yeah, yeah. which when this first one came out in 2001 i don't think anyone could have predicted it yeah what did it beat? Like Jurassic Park, I guess. Yeah, Jurassic Park. Yeah, it, Jurassic Park could catch up possibly because those movies were, well, no, this old money. So, look at all these people on screen right now. <laughs> you have this guy with like the the over armor, long sleeves. You have the ponytail guy. You got Tyrese with his hat backwards. You got Paul Walker. That shirt actually said Paul, and at the last minute, costuming had to replace it with the patch that said Brian. <laughs> yeah, like I said, everybody just wore their stuff to the set. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, in terms of like other movies, and I guess the, the the series is. I mean, I guess Tokyo Drift is almost a spinoff just because it doesn't have anybody involved, and it just kind of. Well, Tokyo Drift is a, is a spinoff until like the very end, and sequels made it 
tie in even more. Oh yeah, it has no connection whatsoever until the Vin Diesel tag at the end. Yeah. It's just in spirit. It's a Fast and Furious movie. I, I'm surprised they never brought... Uh... Shoot, what's his name? The Lucas dude Black? from Tokyo. Yeah, Lucas Black in. Oh, isn't he in Fast and Furious Seven? Yeah, he was. He was announced as being a part of Fast and Furious yeah. Seven. There's even oh, a picture. My. There's a picture of him with Vin Diesel. Even more things I didn't know. I've tried to stay. Well, I've stayed. I've. St- I mean, I'm not. I'm not spoiling anything just because I'm only saying things that I I've known. There's a press release. Press release. Oh, yeah, there's a big press release about it. I think it's cool that he's in it. I mean, but I I agree. Does though. he That's look what, Does he look young in it, Aaron? Like he surprisingly looks just like he does. Because he in forty two, he looked pretty old. Yeah, but I think that comes but, with the kind of period setting that that yeah. film was set in. I don't think there's much to okay to really. I mean, you'll he, he see looks when young he's on uh, NCIS New Orleans. There you go. Not when that you, I really watch it, but I've when, seen like when you see it. I mean, you'll 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 see that it's like yeah, you just I mean, it's just. It's the same as, like, Paul Walker, who just... The only difference between him and these movies is that he shaves his head. But there's not really much to do with the Lucas Black character to make him look distinct. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you could probably... You could tell if you're you you know if you're looking for it, but at the same time, he's like, no, yeah, he looks like he does. He, like, just moved there. How could he possibly run those streets? He runs the streets, man. Runs those streets. There, There is a sense of stakes in this scene that I enjoy because I mm-hmm. think it's because it's so grounded and just it's a one-on-one race battle right here. It doesn't revolve around any, you know, outlandish freeway stunts. It's just more two guys racing and... You know, there's a possibility that people could lose their cars if things don't go the right way. It's more exciting than Race Wars. Yeah, Race Wars in the first... I was watching the first movie. It's like, there really isn't much there to Race Wars. You just kind of announce they, it. and then They we were see, doing like, Race Wars before they went to Race Wars. We, we see, like... Yeah, we see, like, two cars. We see, like, the race between Michelle Rodriguez. and then we well, see Yeah, they, the, they leave it immediately. And then we see the race with uh, not Giovanni Ravisi. And... Um, <laughs> That's the only way I can think of that character. Like, he just seems like he's supposed to be Giovanni Ravisi, but he's not See, him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we're we're out of we're we're out of money on this cast. Do you have someone like Giovanni Ravisi? That is all, and it's like I I always felt like he was supposed to be in the first Fast and Furious because you look at like he's they're both in like Boiler Room and Saving well, Private Giovanni Ryan. Giovanni Ravisi like, boys, was like right? Ravisi was like man. You know, car movie with Nick Cage and Angelina Jolie, or car movie with Vin Diesel and Paul Walker. My buddy Vin Diesel, who I starred in two movies with. Like, I felt like you should have been. Oh, that's right. That's Saving right. Private Ryan and uh, and uh, Boiler Room. He was probably one of the knockaround guys till they got that Seth Green money. <laughs> that's what happened. He he chose he chose to do uh, Gone in sixty seconds, and Vin's like, uh, I ain't doing another movie with this guy. We were supposed to cap our trilogy with Fast and Furious. <laughs> This is where you see that logic of Paul Walker. It's like, well, if I drive at him, I can mess him up for good. 
I think there's a good reaction shot too when he's like, you know what, I should drive out of the way. There it is. Wide eyes. This is that's that Singleton's Leone moment right there. Okay. <laughs> yep. He did that in the first scene too, the close ups on the eyes. Yeah. And Paul Walker's driving was so intense just then, by the way, he stopped that guy from being able to recover from the the missed opportunity that he had. That's trivia? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, this movie just like the cars and stuff just look more colorful than the first one too. Yeah, I it's I mean because the first one relies on just straight black cars robbing yeah, people. Like, like, there's no real fanfare yeah, to it. And this the, guy, it's like a crayon box with the cars here. And like as you said, I mean, there's more emphasis on just the things people like, which is the wild car stuff, but without like that kind of the criminal plot has basically been warped into like a mix of the two things where you have the personality while also showing like whatever like the plot driven action supposed to be by the way watching that first movie the biggest stunt was like they drove one car under a truck like that was uh, yeah. the stunt. and a guy jumped from one car to another and, yeah, or and, from the semi to the other like the, the big the big trailer like, shot was the, uh, the guy hanging off the semi and like trying to reach for paul walker's hand or and, Vin Diesel's hand, yeah. And, like, the, the kind of the two cars drag racing oh, before, like, the train comes. That shirt is the worst shirt of yeah, that all shirt. the shirts. <laughs> yep. It's because he's, like, 75 years old. That's what makes it worse. <laughs> and the, the big crime of the first one is, like, hawking DVD players. Exactly, yeah. Which, to be fair, they were more expensive back when that movie was made. But just in terms of, like, the stunts being portrayed, like, I get that it's, you know, the first movie, it's a low, it's lower budget, it has, you know... It's the kind of first of its kind, if you want to call it that. Um, but then, it's about looking at the cars and enjoying the people. But you look at every movie since, and you see how they've completely raised the stakes. Where you watch this movie, and like there's cars jumping over bridges and getting run over by semis. And the third movie, you have the hill, crazy the drifting hill in the hills. The fourth movie, you have those insane that insane stunt at the beginning. The fifth movie, you have two cars drag race and a vault around town. And then the sixth movie, you have, like, tanks and things. Now the seventh movie, you're dropping planes at airplanes. Like, they certainly, raise, they certainly know what they're doing. Fast oh. eight's just going to be cars attached to a rocket going into space. Like, I don't know what exactly. else to do. <laughs> or, like, driving around an aircraft carrier while it's at sea. I'd watch the hell out of that movie, by the way. <laughs> yeah. If they send Fast and Furious to space, I will applaud. That'd be that'd just be incredible. I can't wait. They go to the moon, right? They go to the moon. They they have races up there. Letty, <laughs> I know we said we'd stop doing this, but we got one more mission we got to do. Well, then they go. In the next one, they have to do time travel. That's about the only place they could go. Yeah, and then they're racing in like Model Ts. Yes. And like wagons we wanted to take it back to its roots real horsepower when Ludacris found the uh, you know crack the space time continuum <laughs> so much neon lighting was used in the cars that a technical specialist whose expertise was in shooting neon on film was kept on set at all times that makes sense <clears throat> So what do you think about Tyrese's one-man mission to be Green Lantern? Love it. I'd take him. Yeah. 
It's I would take him only if John Singleton directs him in a Green Lantern movie. That's like a win-win right there. I mean, yeah. giving, giving a black director <laughs> the chance to do one of these giant superhero movies, have Tyrese in the role, get the John Stewart thing going. Yeah. Like, I like Chris Pine, but it's like, I don't need rumors about Chris Pine. I don't need another Hal Jordan. No. There's got a Hal Jordan. Yeah. And like, why Chris Pine? There's other people in the world. <laughs> like, he's already Kirk. <laughs> as long as it's not it's Kirk Pratt. and Jack Ryan. Until they reboot Jack Ryan again. Yeah, he's Kirk and Jack Ryan. It's like, how many, how many, we have a lot of Chris's doing these things. Yeah, I like Chris Pine, but it's just, it's like, oh, okay. I mean, you don't have to stop yourself at one black superhero. Cole Hauser appreciates Paul Walker's balls. <laughs> is that Mark Boone Jr.? That is Mark I Boone I could tell Jr. that man from behind, that luxurious hair. He gets this, the the one scene that like really upsets the tone of this yep. movie is Mark Boone Jr. being Mark tortured. Mark Boone Jr. is a national treasure. <laughs> he is. Do you think it means Christopher Nolan came by the set? No. I, yeah, I, th- I think this was the day yeah. that he saw this. <laughs> Christopher Nolan and John Singleton had a conversation, and Nolan was like, what is this fun you speak of? <laughs> Cole Hauser's really, like, doing the minimum here to, to be intimidating. Like, it's Mark. He's, he's like an evil Bradley Cooper. That's what he looks like in this movie. This role should have been somebody like... He's like the... Uh, of course, I can't remember his name. He's in Fargo. Yeah, He's been on Arrow this season. Yeah. Fargo the movie? Yeah, thank you. Peter uh, Stormare? Yeah. Should have been Peter yeah. Stormare. <laughs> he would have fit the tone of the rest of the characters. Yeah. Sure. I'm, I'm sure he He'll will. be in one of these, I'm sure. He'll get Peter Stormare at one point. <laughs> He easily could have totally, it would have been more right appropriate. He would have chewed the scenery. Cole Hauser swallows the scenery, the exact opposite. It's, it's weird, right? Like you have Cole Hauser. Cole Hauser. I mean, I think he could do it if they, if he was directed to do so, or if they gave him the chance. But it's a similar problem I have with Live Free or Die Hard, where who you is have fantastic at chewing scenery at that time when given yes. the chance. He is, but for some reason he's completely restrained in that movie, which has kind of bugged me. It's like, this, I wanted to see, like, I don't like the girl next door, but I wanted to see that wild energy or, like, go. Like, I wanted to see like, this Even really speed, menacing. Uh, Scream 2. Offense. Yeah, Scream 2, he's fantastic. Scream yeah. 2. I, yeah, I, I don't think, I don't well, think Timothy Olyphant's, like, like bad in, in the Fear Die Hard. He's just, you could you expect more. Like, no. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. a very buttoned-down performance yeah, he gets, from Timothy Olyphant. he gets saved by Maggie Q in that movie. Where they should have been having fun together, and he's just—I yeah. mean, I think he's like too much to the script and safe, and it's not what you want from him. And it's—it's it's fine, but it—it it could have been so much better from him. Why does Mark Boone Jr. always get tortured? Here we get this because his kids don't like falafel. It this, is. So this is a pretty brutal torture, by the way. <laughs> So basically, I'll just describe this because not everyone's going to be listening to this. Basically, Mark Boone Jr. has just been, ah. he's being t- taken down to a table. He's being held down. They've ripped open his shirt. And now they've got, now a Cole Hauser's got a big old rat. Not a small rat either. We're talking a huge rat. A big old rat. And he has a metal, and he has a metal bucket in his hand. So now he's put the, he's putting the rat on his stomach. And he's going to put the, bu- Cole is going to put the bucket, the metal bucket over the rat 
on top on top of Mark Boone Jr.'s stomach. And that was going to heat up the bucket. So the rat's going to be clawing at him trying to get out. Clawing into Mark Boone Jr. to try and get out. That's horrible. Not even Jack Bauer would do this. He might have done this already, like, in his past. But it's like, and, like, everyone's watching this. Like, No this one is cool. having a good time. No. I mean, the audience was just seeing, like, crazy car chases and Paul Walker and Tyrese being dicks to each other. But now we're, like, watching rats clawing uh. people's stomachs. It's nasty. <laughs> Cole Hauser laughs and everybody else just... And it's like, we need to involve Ava Mendes in the scene more. Gag him. <laughs> I like... The one guy gets a glove because he doesn't want his hand to burn, but Ava Mendes bare hands. Gagging. The music is so disconcerting. It's a very, like... It's a, it's a weird scene. <laughs> It's part of this off balance that makes the movie more entertaining. It's just, just like it, yeah. Because it is. I mean, we're we're trying to we're trying to defend this movie to an extent, but again, no, it's, it's this is a dumb stupid movie. movie like, but it's, it's, inter- it's, it's wildly entertaining. And a lot of these movies, when they have like off balance shifts and stuff like that, it's just it's weird and just works in ways it's not it's not meaning to, but. No. Ready to drive. This scene is meant to show that Cole Hauser is not to be screwed with. It's funny to look at these um, Fast and Furious. Because I've long argued that the the Fast and Furious franchise has a timeline and emotional consideration that's up to par with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, While not every film in this universe may be as good as some of the films in the Marvel Universe... It's interesting to match these things up, and one thing they do share in common is weak villains, um, with the with the exception of some, where you have I mean Loki in the Marvel side, and you have, I guess Luke Evans in Furious Six. I mean these movies these movies don't have right. like the most compelling of villains. They're just more of like stock guy. Well, I mean the villain of the first ones our main character. Story. <laughs> like we start the, we start the yeah, series. Yeah, with yeah, I mean, so does he count as a villain? Because well, no, Ricky. I mean Ricky and Reggie. Yeah. And Reggie Lee. They're, like, by default the villains. Yeah. But, I mean, when it comes down to it, it's still, you know, it's Vin Diesel and Rick Yoon. Multi-villains. Then we get Cole Hauser. We get uh, uh, Asian Kyle Gallner. Asian Kyle Gallner. Yeah, that's the... Uh, uh, then the uh, yeah, John Ortiz. John Ortiz in the fourth one. Yeah. And then Joaquin D'Almeida. And then you get Lucas... Lucas... Luke Evans, who is the most well the now. Most I mean, of you've seen seven. Jason Statham seems to be. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> for sure. You'll you'll see. There's a way they handle things in these movies. With like you know, you compare it to the Marvel movies too, but with like their their timeline and weird continuity and stringing everything together, it does resemble the Saw films too, which started <laughs> around the time as a year the year after this, this uh, first Saw movie was hitting. Uh, 
it was hitting uh, festivals. But like the way the two have been like rewarding its audience for com- coming back all the time and being pretty intricate with their details and making twists and turns work that maybe weren't there before, that they both kind of share that. Uh-oh. No? Nobody? I don't, you, you don't have me. to be a I'm fan not, of Saw, but I... I, 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 I understand, I understand what you're saying. You don't have to be a fan of the Saw movies, <laughs> but it's there. I see where you're coming from. Because they definitely do reward people that have stuck with the franchise in terms of the casting. I mean, the, the funny thing is when you look throughout beats, film history, timelines. by the time most series had hit the fifth, sixth, seventh movies, I mean, we're talking like D-level, you know, highly inferior movies to the original couple. And the, the, the trend yeah. now, more, more than ever before, is these series can have many entries of varying qualities. Sometimes the fifth or the sixth one ends up being the best of the lot. Yeah, it's what makes what makes this different though. Like opposed to the Marvels, because those are those aren't really sequels. This yeah. is like these are actual yeah. sequels to the preceding film, and they're most of them are better than the other. Like they're they've significantly increased yeah. well, in quality. I mean, it's, it's weird because I think we're entering and have been in an era where you know it used to be you know sequels are always inferior. They're inferior films, and, and the ones that are better than the original are few and far between. It used to be just like. Oh, Empire and Godfather 2. That was, you know, easily... But now I think we live in this era where we can expect a sequel to possibly be better and have high hopes for them in a series to have quality entries. Whereas it, it wasn't, like, through the 70s, 80s, 90s, you know, it was a it was a gamble to go for a sequel and or to have a series that, you know, kept its kept its ground and, and you know, there's people who care enough now. I mean now, yeah. When yeah, nowadays you have sequels are things that are planned ahead of time as opposed to waiting to see if one thing like there's not all these movies today assume that there's going to be a sequel to what they have, but at the same time they're certainly they seem more prepared yeah. for something like that to happen. And they oh my god, the ability look at this. To, <laughs> what's happening? Like there's so much threatening of guns right now. <laughs> Put it down. I am an FBI. Oh, Cole Hauser. But yeah, we also see less of the uh, just repeat the first one sequels too, and so when one of those comes around, people get really hard on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like yeah. Dumb and Dumber Two. Dumb and Dumber Two, like The Hangover Two, like when, when, when. Um, Hangover Two. Yeah, that used to be that used to be how you did a sequel. It's like, well, give them the same thing, but a little bit of a new spin on it. You can argue, you can yeah. argue catching fire. Although I like that more than the. That's sort of the Robert Zemeckis school of the sequel. Give them the same thing, but bigger. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're just entering... I mean, we've been in a new era of, of you know, the quote-unquote franchising and sequels and stuff where it's it's becoming less and less thought. The, the mindset's, like, almost gone of stuff like that. The sequels suck mindset. Some do, but not always. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, do you remember like back in the day, people like you know, you go through, oh, another one of these, and now it's like, yes, another one of these. Yeah. <laughs> this is a motley crew of cops. They have a wonderful uh, meeting place. Well, the uh, 
the cop from the Bilkins is the cop from the first one. Yeah. He's really embraced <laughs> the Miami culture. Like he's into it. He's like, if I'm gonna go find my old, my old Brian O'Connor protege, I might as well dress for the occasion. And he's like, he's... he had that khaki suit on at the beginning. Meanwhile, yeah. James Remar is just a hard ass all the time. He's given like the most thankless role in this fun movie. Like, be the straight edge, hard ass cop. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather see James Remar as the villain. Make Cole Hauser the hard ass cop. Guy. Let you know James Remar. I dig it. Yeah. His hair would look more convincing. It. Or just don't make him Latino because there's no real reason for that. There are other people in Miami. No, yes, there, there are. Exactly. <laughs> There's it's just Latinos and senior citizens. That's it. Plenty of Jews. And spring breakers. Only in the the ludicrous portions. It's a there's there's little going on in Miami beyond beyond the uh, scenes. Like look at this look at this right now. There's no one out. <laughs> it's everybody's day off. They're on siesta. Yeah, cell phone. It has an antenna on it and everything. The house in Miami used as Verone's personal mansion was owned by Sylvester Stallone at the time, and it was just used for the shots of both the exterior and interior of the house as the mansion now was borrowed Now we're talking about a days. song. Oh, you get that across from Pump it up. It's nos. I look like there's so much casualness to like what's going like Paul Walker's like he's had the despite like all that's going on and like the fact that they're you know they're being threatened with going to jail or being killed by Cole Hauser, they're having a ton of fun. Like the stakes do not matter to them. Here's Tyrese. They're just like there. standing on a bridge at sunset. They could just be like sitting <laughs> at home. They went to the bridge just to have this talk. Like that scene in Step Up 4 where the dude's on the bridge and the other guy just finds him there. He's like, oh, dude, I need to apologize. Like, how did you just find me randomly standing at a bridge at sunset? I'm glad Tyrese, like, packed so many clothes or just has purchased a lot. He's got a lot of outfits. His scissors were active in getting rid of those sleeves, too. This is good, (laughs) All new beanies for most occasions. See, like, Ty, so, you know, the first one, you know, Paul Walker lets Vin Diesel go, but in this one, he has to deal with his friend he did bust. It's reverse dynamic. Here's a emotional moment. We're here, yeah. We're we're finally we're getting into the uh, the Roman character now. We're deeping, diving inside of him. Get that handshake on, bro. Nice little time lapse photography here. So this movie had a hell of a. There's a lot. The movie. I'm gonna read some of the movies that came out in the opening weekend of Too Fast and Furious. Uh, so we had Too Fast and Furious debut number one, obviously. You had Finding Nemo, Bruce Almighty, The Italian Job, The Matrix Reloaded. 
Daddy Daycare, X2, Wrong Turn, when Wrong Turn movies still went That was the years. only time it went to The In-Laws, we don't... We, yeah, that was the only time. The In-Laws, we don't need to talk about what The In-Laws is. And ben, a lot of movies are like car Beckham, chases. Also. And I, yeah. I would argue that the yeah. Italian job has the best of the lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah Matrix Reloaded, man. Right, I like those little minis. MBJ looks mad. He's conflicted. His hair's tied up. He doesn't have his black sunglasses. Pharmacia. That purple car is so ugly. Mm. Every time I look at it. <laughs> this dude looks like Adam Carolla. Yeah. Oh. He's driving a Corolla. It's all connected. He's not driving a Corolla. I don't know. What are they smuggling? <laughs> is this the same trailer uh, park from Miami Vice? <laughs> money. It looks Probably. exactly like yeah, it. It looks like it, actually, yeah. I, it's just money, I believe. I'm not mistaken. They're about to like sledgehammer their way to it. Because if there's one thing we know, it's that Cole Hauser would smuggle his money into some random like trailer. How it's park. done in Miami, bruh. Cole Hauser style. The spoiler on Tyrese's car says "House of Color," spelled "color" with a K. Ooh. License plate of Rome's Mitsubishi Eclipse Spider reads Hater. Save the painting. Hater with an eight? With an eight, indeed. There's always money in the drywall. I don't think they even need a sledgehammer for that. Yeah, they could have just, like, I think you could have opened that with a spoon. got it pretty easily. Aerial support. Um, That's, by my count, the third shot of cars that started upside down and flipped right side up. <laughs> John Singleton's bringing it. He's, you know, he's dedicated on this one. Not enough of those shots in Four Brothers. That's Tyrese what I was in Four Brothers? Yeah. And Garrett Hedlund? Yeah, he is. Garrett Hedlund, Tyrese, Andre Benjamin, I remember and Marky that. Mark Wahlberg. Also, it's a good movie. It also it has a ton of people too. It has Taraji B. Henson, Terrence Howard, Josh Charles, uh, Tuatel Ejiofor is the villain. Um, <laughs> there's a lot. Sofia Vergara is in there. Like, there's a lot of people. Yeah, it's a, I, I, it's an enjoyable movie. I, I've seen it a lot because of it was one of uh, <laughs> it was one of Paramount's first Blu-rays, so I did a lot of testing on it. Yeah. Tyrese brings the fun. So they want customs involved, but they're only bringing the money to the Keys, which is still part <laughs> of the U.S. But then I guess it's getting on the plane. Got to stop them before it gets on the plane. It's a. 
I mean, this is th this is still the plot of that involves Cole Hauser thinking the best way to get his money from somewhere is to have drivers <laughs> drive it really fast somewhere. See, like unlike the first movie, there is traffic obstacles with the drive. I mean, they are in the boonies yeah. in the first movie when they're driving around like after semi trucks. Like there's a like there's a sense of logic, but yeah, there's no cars whatsoever in the first movie when they're driving around. Have either of you ever been in a car going over 100 miles an hour? Yes. Mm, I haven't driven a car that going over 100 miles an hour. It's creepy. Because it's so fast and so out of control. Yeah. Here come those, those car devices that don't exist. I like to think that those guns are from the guys that <laughs> rated the guns in a racer. I love, like, this is um, something I have fun with, like, watching the, the, the essentially extras acting in the cars, like, uh, as cops. It's always fun. Like, yeah. like there's some funny Ooh, ones in, like, around. Batman Begins is one that I know that it's like, yeah, I know one buys trash. <laughs> Paul Walker like forcing this guy to drive. It's the the urgency that suddenly comes. I also like that the logic of this device means that like it can only partially affect the car, but it detects that like not all of it's connected. There's just this ludicrous thing. Wouldn't that EMP this. have been more effective? <laughs> no. Ah. <laughs> uh. This feels like one of those like uh, arcade games. Some of the shots where the shooter games, not that exactly like like the. I, okay, I'm thinking Time Crisis right away, but there was there was one that had to do with like beaches okay, and drug wars. It's because it seems like it's the most yeah. video gamey, yeah. comic booky of the movies. Like it's just so out there and over the top and. Like there was that broad. shot of the helicopter. I felt like drawing and firing at it. <laughs> Oh, shoot. They're ready to get him. Yeah, they're sneaking in. James Remar got, didn't get the memo about long sleeves. Singleton, yeah. Singleton has a lot of Dutch shots, by the way. Dutch close-up shots in this movie. I keep noticing this. All the cockpit shots and just little inserts here and there. Uh-oh. The thing to keep in mind in a lot of this is that most of the, I mean, beyond the jumping yeah. car stuff, it's all real. Like all these There's cars are actually There's some CG in the here. beginning, but it, it kind of feels like the, the intro was like testing well, yeah, out yeah, CG for, for the, the movie. The intro feel, I mean, that that's the most extreme, like the way that race is shot, yeah. like it requires CG. Whereas like all these scenes on freeways and stuff, it's yeah, just actual. One cars thing I, I can stuff, say without which, fail uh, about this series is there. Usage of practical stunts is inspiring almost just because it's increasingly rare and these movies embrace the practical stunts, the car chases, etc. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas Bad Boys 2, which also has a, you know, a great highway chase, yeah. it yeah. has a lot of CG cars. Well, the Fast and Furious learned its lesson in the fourth one, which was 
riddled with CD, CD, ugly one, CD yeah, problems. And, and then the fifth one has some incredible practical stunts. Incredible. Oh, yeah. I, I've uh, always said I think the Oscars should add a stunt category. They should. They should also add a, uh, add a mocap acting category, too. Yeah. What do you think the boardroom was like when they're pitching ideas for what to title the second movie? I don't I like too fast too furious. Is I just always like to think the dude who wrote the script was like, I know what I'm calling this and like put it on the page day one. They should have capitalized and called the third one Three Fast, Three Furious. But no. It kinda bothers me that the titles don't go sequentially. Because after Fast Five logically would have been Furious Six. But Yeah, the so that's what it. That's what it is. Tech, that's what they got into Rambo Lynn territory wanted. with their naming conventions. Yeah, there's yeah because there, yeah, Rambo it was First Blood, Rambo, and then Rambo First Blood Part Two, and then Rambo Three, and then uh, Rambo. It's but like the fourth one's just so like, if we drop the articles, <laughs> we just call it Fast an and Furious. That won't be confusing. It differentiates between ampersands and the actual word and. Well, they wanted the fourth one to look like, oh, there were no sequels between the first one and this one. That was, the, I think, the marketing ploy with that title. This is a pretty clever little uh, distraction here. This is good stuff. And again, it's all practical. And it has, it has a level of organization that I can admire, where it's like, send the trucks out first, then get just wild with all these other cars. Which is which? They're all so colorful. And I mean, if there's a... And if, if anything, I mean... Yes, this movie doesn't emphasize the core theme of the series, which is family, as much. But this is kind of that yeah. scene. This is this is all the racers gathering together and doing things because they're a member of their racing community. And that wasn't yeah, even there in the first one. Favor. Like you see, that isn't for. I mean, yeah, no, no, I say that isn't there in the first one. The guys, the, the racing community thing. There, I like there's, how a, there's a good separation this. between <laughs> racing community people in the first one. And this one, I mean, the film, it manages to involve what are, you know, people that you basically weren't rooting for at the beginning of the film, Michael Lee's character and what have you, and now they're all involved because they're trying to do something for their bra. Well, the racers are threatening each other in this one either. They're all pretty much hang out, and they race each other. The first Very one much is like, true. Yeah, you know, you got no, the... Yes. There's intense rivalries with Rick Yoon. And, and I mean, even in the opening race. a lot of stunt drivers for this to coordinate all together. Yeah. yeah. It's impressive. And you got to capture it I mean, good job second unit photography for making it work but so many wrecked police cars of course the the, pl the plan doesn't actually work that well because they immediately spot brian and, and roman yeah. it's just all these other cars are in the way what do you mean we don't have any other purple cars <laughs> all right got him that was a fun distraction. And I like, once again, the the complication of this movie. <laughs> uh, it, it requires them to not only be smuggling things for Cole Hauser, but they have to fool the other cops into thinking they're doing one thing in order to do the stuff that they yeah, do. Like imagine how much easier this all would have been if the various yeah. policing agencies just communicated about their intentions. Yeah.
No, they're not. <laughs> oh, but wait. That's not Roman. <laughs> I think that's yeah, the last so we see of Lucas. Where he has a haircut and a better wardrobe. You see him at the end? Yeah. yeah. Even Bilkins is confused. Yeah. These cars are much better than the cartoon ones. Yeah. Yeah, they have and the money. It sucks. I'm gonna have to kill you in a little bit. Yeah, it's this kind of weird camaraderie they board with the henchmen that are yeah. constantly threatening them with guns. Thanks a lot, bro. I'll see you in a couple movies from now. Later. I'm glad they never brought Suki back. Oh, God. Furious 8. I'm telling you. Gang's all here. We like legal up four posters bigger. Everybody's having a baby. <laughs> no, they're not. I like to think James Remar was just out in this grass for like eight hours <laughs> filming these scenes. Just insert shots. American muscle. That's not O'Connor's style. But he'll take it now. Uh-oh, Nash time. <laughs> so is he dead? Uh, no, he's, he's good. Guy? No, he's not. Okay, he's right? serious. Furious 8, he's coming back? Furious 8, he's coming back. like 40 people. <laughs> and to up it each section of the movie will be from one of the directors of the fast films it'll be like an like an anthology movie be... I'd watch that an anthology Fast and Furious movie <laughs> just, just make it like Sorcerer just have like a very extended yes. introduction with each character That shifty eye, Paul Walker. The gears turning in his head right there. He's giving him the stare. What was that you just put down, sir? The plot thickens. Your, your hand was holding something. Thickens. What was that? What did you have in your hand? This is the oh, geography. There is a um, a tie-in film on this uh, Blu-ray. Oh, the Between the movie, Brian O'Connor? That connects, the, the Brian O'Connor movie that connects this movie. It's like to, a bunch uh, of like car shots and like movie. newspaper articles, right? Yeah, and like Brian like shaking hands yeah. with people as he wins races. It's not as good as the Vin Diesel-directed uh, Fast, Fast and Furious movie, him connecting 
he and Letty back to the series, which is basically Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez walking around the beach and making out. Which a lot neither of them Vin Diesel directed that. Vin Diesel directed it, yeah. Yeah, even Mendes has been in white the entire movie. At least some article. It's a juxtaposition between the purity of well, their Cole souls. Hauser's been... Yes. Well, Cole Hauser's been just on the, the darkest depths. The intensity of Hauser here is just... The, the hair dye burning his scalp. He, he even goes out like a punk, too. He just kind of, like, like gets caught on the boat. He doesn't even get, like, some awesome, brutal like, death. That's so they can bring him back for Fast 10. That's Return of the Coal. This Christmas, all you're getting <laughs> is coal. <laughs> Hauser! You've been very See, bad that's the this career year. That's the career Cole Hauser wanted. Don't point guns in my face like that. <laughs> oh, the Fast Ten poster needs to be just uh, Ooh, uh, Cole Hauser's name of the ah David Arnold. David Arnold of uh yeah he did a lot of the Bond scores Bond yeah. fame right Brandon. It has a certain Bond. This track in particular has a, a very Bondy motif to it. A nice yacht. <laughs> That's what that Cole Hauser That's might the get button, to. Brian. Remember when we were laughing just a little bit ago? It was a lie. Yeah. By the way, Brandon. Although um Brian and Roman are meant to have feelings for each other. They show very few signs of affection. Yes. That just blew my mind. <laughs> Talk about armchair philosophy. Oh, the bite. <laughs> Do you see that reaction? <laughs> some of, the, oh some of the little squirmishes and fights like feel like, you know, not like, they're not movie cool, but they look like what it probably really would look like. Like when him and Roman are fighting at the... the at the beginning Why of did that spit on him. It's that it's that singleton authenticity. I like this where they're having a conversation but also like enjoying beating up that Yo, person. You got to drive your car onto that boat though. <laughs> Kick out that windshield. Now those O'Connor boys were about to get in trouble. Something I enjoy about the Starsky and Husk movie is that they actually drive over the boat. They miss it. Like, they, <laughs> they overshoot it, which always made me laugh because it's like it's a summer. Like it's it, it, that came out like in the um, the uh, the early spring after seeing a series of movies the previous year where like cars like were jumping onto boats and hitting things with precision. And then that movie's like most oh, people movie, would probably miss. miss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly as you would. I don't think Starsky and Hutch is a, is a great film, but I do think it has some moments of inspiredness that Todd Phillips knew how to kind of knows how to bring to certain to his movies. Car, boat. 
Oh, he said bro, but the subtitles didn't say bro. What helps here is that we've already established Paul Walker's very good at gauging the distance and jumping mechanism. That, that's capabilities what I call a well-structured screenplay, gentlemen. The <laughs> so is there, this, there you go. Is this the first well uh, Roman moment of, oh, no, we're not. No, no, no. In the series, yeah? Yeah, that's Here's probably Here's a hazard yeah. moment. But you know what's crazy about this is they do this stupid thing and then, like, you know, the movie could have them get out, guns blazing, but they're actually injured here. They're like, oh, my God, that yeah. hurt so yeah. bad. Yeah, they're actually, like, hurt and... Yeah, that was... <laughs> yeah, that's kind of funny, funny actually. Because <laughs> you think the way this movie's going, they just get out, gun, guns blazing, finish the job, but... Yeah, start sliding over the cars, yeah. punching out henchmen or whatever. He was like, no, actually, that just really sucked for them. <laughs> and again, Colossus just goes out like a bug. Like, he has a shotgun, he's pointing at him, but Paul Walker just grabs a gun and hits him real quick. Ruined his yacht. Messed up his shirt. Thank goodness. <laughs> That's why they, they brought Eva Mendez back, and she's only so far been in like a mid credits tag. It's yeah. a it's a good use of her. Like I like the, I like that they, they yeah. went to the upper. It was like it was like oh one surprise oh two surprises, in that scene. It was a, it's a great yes. tag. Fast Five really is just amazing in so many ways. I love that like Tyrese just starts talking smack to Cole Hauser here. And I like Cole Hauser's reaction, it's just so low it's just like, I'll be back. <laughs> That's all he's got. They're eventually gonna run out of people to bring back and I'll return. It only took, you know, one movie to bring back John Ortiz, yeah. like he came back. <laughs> That shirt is blinding me. <laughs> the implications there, Cole Hauser signed on. Like he's ready to go. He's like, give me some sequels, let's do this. Well, I like that they're both thieves, by the way. Like, I think what Tyrese took yeah. some money and, Bo and Paul Walker took money, too. Like, they both, like, they're not but good. But at some point, Paul to do a Kiro's job. But, but at some point after this, Paul Walker's like, you know what? The FBI sounds pretty good about now. I'll go back. But, I mean, yes. his, his record is clean True. based off this job that he did. So, he's like, he's welcome to join back in the... the I'm glad that the FBI is really... They just like Brian O'Connor. He's, he's like... Um, He's what he's, he's like guy. what uh, uh, Adam Adam Scott was on Parks and Rec to that accounting firm, <laughs> to the FBI. Oh, okay. 
They get really excited every time he's like, eh, maybe I'll come back. That's such a great running joke on that show. <laughs> Miami is off the hook, so I'll go back to L.A. So fun. <laughs> that that scooch right up like to, to him is hilarious. Yeah. That's like the like most homoerotic shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for my curse. But it's, oh, it's so oh, funny yeah. that it's fine. Like the Brian O'Connor in this movie is so nothing close to the Brian O'Connor in the previous movie. Yeah, it's, it's just he's thawed so much since like since t- getting a taste of the life of crime place. by letting Vin Diesel go. <laughs> Oh, Neil H. Moritz. Yeah. These these credits are fun, by the way. I mean... hmm. That's too fast. One hour and 41 minutes. Not including credits. Just Tyrese. That's how he was still making it. music at the time. Ava Mendes. I'm sure he's still. Still is ludicrous, right? That's why it's... It's gonna be Louis. It's not gonna be Chris Bridges. Oh, it is Chris. Chris, Chris Bridges. Oh wow. Oh, it is Chris Louis Chris Bridges. All right. He was a thespian. Yes. He was studying for Crash. Someone saw this and was like, "I have got to put him in Crash." Paul Haggis. Paul Haggis, big Too Fast Too Furious fan. Paul, Paul Haggis probably did uncredited game. rewrites on Too Fast Too Furious. Yeah. On his days off from Scientology. There, there, there was no, uh, there was no car chase in the original the Casino Royale script. But when Paul Haggis got his chance, he's like, "I'm gonna put my my Too Fast Too Furious." Love in there, yes. <laughs> Stamp on this, baby. <laughs> These credits are like all yeah. storyboards for the first scene of the film. I mean, it's pretty much like what it, it is. It's the same cars in the opening. They it's probably played for like the previs of it, uh, and they're like, "These are cool. Let's just yeah. like spend a little more money rendering them and do it." Because so many action scenes there. nowadays get previs like this, especially complicated ones like this. Ooh. Yeah, if I was a costume designer in this movie, I'm not sure I'd want credit for it. <laughs> like, I chose this t-shirt and the, these khakis. I mean, she, <laughs> she made them all look natural. Did her job. A John Singleton film. The motor vehicle action sequences depicted in this film are dangerous. And now we get rap from Ludacris. Too fast for y'all. Act a fool. One of Suki's girls is named Tequila Hill with two L's. In tequila. <laughs> Act a fool. Maybe they had a different title, like they just had Fast and Furious Two or something, and then like Ludacris started contributing tracks. And well, like Ja Rule had a couple song. tracks on the first soundtrack, and then they had Ludacris. He had a couple tracks on the second one, and the third one they're like, they had what Bow Wow in there. Yeah. Did he do any songs for it? Yeah. Bow Wow's not. They stopped yeah, that stops. trend. They're like, well, we'll bring a rapper in, but no songs. I mean, Bow Wow just stopped being. He's now not, he's, he's on not CSI Cyber. Shad Morris. Shad, sorry, Shad Moss. Mm. <laughs> Don't want to get that wrong. No, after he stopped being Lil, like he stopped doing rap. Like he just he, he wanted to be taken seriously. And then the the fourth one doesn't even have a rapper, right? The yeah. fourth one's more no, but it does have uh, 
It has, yeah. It has yeah, but those two guys, aren't too. they like reggaeton artists? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, the two. Yeah, the two guys in it. Yeah, they are. Because they're also on the uh, yeah, it's, Fast uh, Five soundtrack, I believe, as well. Tego Calderon and Don Omar. They do reggaeton music. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they're 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 heavy on the Fast Five soundtrack. I think this is my least favorite of all of them. But I still I... had fun watching it with you, gentlemen. It's tough. Four, like, I still look at like because four yeah. has two of the best action scenes, which is what makes it hard for me. Like four has that opening action scene with the with the tanker with the like the freezing of the things and jumping around and stuff, and which is kind of a precursor to just everything you see in five, six, and seven now in just terms of how crazy they want to go while like being somewhat practical. And it has that Brian that Brian O'Connor foot yeah chase the opening that, like, right the fast four like, the fourth really one opens like really well and then just peters off. But it's like. But even without like the CGI stuff, I just think that I just that script is so like just so melodramatic, and I just don't dig it at all. That's my main issue with it. It's just like it's treating everything so seriously, whereas I think they have they find a way to have more fun and five. Yeah, the, six the, and yeah, seven. five, six, and seven are definitely more fun. I just think four overall is like better put together. I would say it's a better made movie because Justin Lin. He t- he really tapped into the energy that that franchise that the franchise needed. I think that's fair to say. Like, the, yes, I, uh, I think probably objectively, Fast and Furious is better. Yeah, movie, I guess also I was going to say like memories. after years of like, you know, say what you will about the first movie, but that scene towards the end where like Brian lets Dom get away, you know, on on that street, you know, I was sort of pumped up to see you know the two of them meet again and like how how they would act around each other. So it was like eight years waiting to see them back on the screen together. So yeah, it has. I think it's just something. Something about two just makes it more watchable for me. Like I, I don't get bored watching two. It's so it's, so <laughs> it's dumb. really dumb. Whereas, whereas, whereas four is dumb and also kind of. It has a lot, there's a lot of dragging in between stuff that I like seeing in that movie, and the end is terrible. Like I really hate the end. Who, who would have expected after it's four just, that we would get five and six? Yeah, it's the money. Well, it's I, I, mean, I don't money. mean their existence, but that like the, the franchise becomes so fun and what it is now. Oh, for sure, yeah. I mean, at the same time, though, leading up to five, just seeing every like the rocks joining it and watching the trailers for it is like I, despite being disappointed by Fast and Furious, oh I was yeah, still super Me too. excited I mean, for Fast Five. You put uh, these days, put the rock in any like sort of stumbling franchise, and we're good to go. Yeah, he's gonna hit that stumbling Shazam franchise next. <laughs> there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Too fast, too, too fast. fast, too fast for y'all. So yeah, that was a. Uh, those were our thoughts on Too Fast, Too Furious. I guess the movie's ended now. So thank you for anyone that stuck around with us for all of this. I know there's some drags here or there, but we we can we talk about the movie. Um, and I, I, did, I know we're all we're excited for Furious 7 quite a bit. I may have already seen it, but I'm still excited to see it again. It's, it's like I have uh, to find time on Passover weekend to go see it. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> yeah. It's happening. But uh, with all that said, um, as we wrap up here, where can uh, people find more of your Yeah, uh, follow me Maxwell? on Twitter at Cinemaxwell and check out my site, Cinemaxwell.com. Uh, <clears throat> I'm on Twitter at BT Peters. I have my blog, Naptown Nerd. And then I also do reviews for Why So Blue. And uh, I forgot to mention, I have the newly launched Real Topics podcast. Uh, the March episode will be dropping uh, this weekend. 
uh, and we will actually be doing a, a retrospective uh, on the career of career of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. So for all you Fast and Furious fans, uh, be sure to check that out. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Wise the Blue. Also, I'm also writing on uh, RantHollywood.com. You can follow me on Aaron's PS4. And, of course, all the other episodes about Now with Aaron and Abe, you can find on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Podomatic, basically anywhere you can find a podcast. Uh, you can email us at outnowpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at outnow underscore podcast and on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash outnowpodcast. Plenty of, you know, where you can find all of our stuff. We've uh, been doing this. Brandon Maxwell, thank you both for joining me to talk about Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yes, and um, until next commentary where we'll talk got some cool plans i think coming in the in the near future for future commentaries but that's going to do it for now so until next time so long and goodbye Bella, do your thing let me do my thing i mean do your thing Pick let me do my thing i mean that thing let me move it hustle do your thing let me like move it hustle do your thing oh 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 it out i see some haters grilling i see some ladies chilling I see that girl Okay, we was leaving, we was done Then she said, can my people's come? Here we go, I see you, don't stop They wanna ride in something with a rim, don't stop Look, baby, you fine, but your girlfriend's not and then she wanna hold out, getting cute on the phone. I ain't gotta be bothered, be cute on your own. My jump off doesn't run off at the mouth so much. My jump off never asks why I go out so much. My jump off never has me going out of my way. And she don't want nothing on Valentine's Day. My jump off don't argue and get rebellious. And she don't mind hanging out with the fellas. My jump off's not insecure or jealous. About your ice and all the shine to it. That's a white go for with a real fine cubic. My wanna fall in love like I'm Cupid. Telling me she don't get brain like I'm stupid. You can do anything if you put your mind to it. Get it? Think about it. The game is bad play all. Ain't it bad play all? Don't worry, Joey, you change your back play all. Might have heard me spitting with Kane and bad play all. I got it set towards it. Bring it back play all. Bang and clap play all. Front man no longer playing the back play all. Playing is that play all. 808 bump and bang the track play all. Want my second win, game to back play all. Jump off one man gang, I'm back play all. Look. What you want, pump, double clip, pump, ride, ride, slump, jump off, homie, jump off. All these haters on my, uh, won't jump off. But all the streets need is to get jump off. To get jump, to get jump off. Official. Official.